Hello and welcome to The Love Strangers, a Swindon Town fan podcast proudly sponsored by the STFC Official Supporters Club. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Welcome to the Life Strangers podcast. Just when I thought all hope for a better future was gone. Swindon grabbed a hugely important three points against Fleetwood and well and truly put a cat amongst the pigeons of my mind. And here to work, here with me to work out how we reshape the narrative. First of all is Terry. Hello, Terry. Uh, evening, Connor. It was bizarre to sit here having enjoyed watching a football match. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to react. <laughs> Um, and we have the artist known as Fine and Dandy. It's Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello. We are top of the mini league. Say so we are top of the mini league. How did that happen? <laughs> no idea. Was it even math- mathematically possible at 3 p.m. that that's We've gone up five right? places. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, absurd. It's absurd. I mean, we were talking before we started recording about the state of the bottom six in League One. I think we should probably commit it to um, some kind of audio file to put out on the podcast. So Terry, like, how how have we managed to go up five places? Like, are the other teams having the same kind of season that we're having? Is it? What is well, it? I think we've we've obviously played each one of those five teams beneath us, and um, Wimbledon looked alright against us, but the rest are absolutely terrible, as are we. And I just. I just think this year, more than any other year, there are six terrible teams at this level. And all we have to do is be in the top third of of, of those six horror shows. I, I can't get my head. I mean, I'm not going to spend time listening to Bristol Rovers and Wigan podcasts and see what, what if they're saying <laughs> the same. But I can't get my head around the fact that we are so rubbish. We're so rubbish. And yet we've got a chance of staying up. We should be dead and buried. This squad should be dead, but but we're not. We live to fight another day. And I guess the you know before we go on, I just want to almost put like a big caveat because I think quite often it would be a fair accusation, particularly at me, to be extremely reactive to just what's happened in the last ninety minutes, right? And have <laughs> these huge mood swings. And I sat here last Saturday, and I was the lowest I've been in a long, long time following this club. And I sit here today and it's like, we've got, we live to fight another day. Like we're top of the mini league. Yeah. We're like, we might, we might stay up. It doesn't change. Everything I said last week still, still sits and still, still is true. The club is rotten to the core and we do need massive 
overhaul of every element of our football club. The flip side of that, let's just let's just live in the here and now and enjoy the fact we've won a game um, that we didn't expect to win and, and and that we've got a fighting chance of staying up. I think it's you, it's okay to do both, right? I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's, it's it's fine to admire the paper over the cracks if the paper is of a particularly high standard. Like <laughs> if you enjoy and, paper, <laughs> yeah. And that Saturday night, not Saturday night, that Saturday afternoon was like a particularly high GSM sheet of paper, really like smooth as silk. Dan, if I, I put it to you that it was a nice sheet of paper. Um, oh, congratulations, Connor. That was a good little analogy plucked out of nowhere. Well played. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just echo some of the stuff Terry said. You know, you know. The club, you know, is still in the strife it was in uh, from when we, you guys spoke last week. But, you know, it's a heck of a lot easier to rebuild a club in the third tier than it is having just tumbled down to the fourth tier. So by hook or by crook, whether it's with Sheridan or not, and, you know, several players ostracised and other players coming back, it's just a sort of, it's like a mad like lottery this season. It's it's bonkers. But here we are, top of the mini league. And you know, there are some goals in this side. You've got Pittman, he's been on a good run lately, Captain Pittman. Um Twine always looks likely. And when you're in a relegation battle, you need goals. And we've 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 lucked out a bit and we've got some goals, so we're a chance. If we can keep that back door semi shut, and I think camp as shown today, you know, decent addition, good talker, does some good time-wasting bits. You know, who knows? Stranger things have happened. We might just stay up. It's mad. <laughs> it is mad. Um, I mean, I guess one thing that maybe relates to last week is the fact that things just got so bad that obviously Sheridan was considering his future and... Um, Obviously, we, we don't know if him staying is the right decision or not at, the, at this point. Um, but what he did do was change the structure of the team, change the setup a little bit, um, outwere um, a lot of some of the established pros. And we kind of had a bit of a new look team, didn't we, Terry? Yeah, I think um, I, th- I think we should say thanks to the official supporters club for donating their tombola that they use to, to uh, do the 50-50 draw at halftime. <laughs> Because this week it spat out a back three that really worked. <laughs> Next week, who knows what it will spit out. But this week it worked. Um, look, I was, I guess, symptomatic of, of, of where I was emotionally with, with this club. Um, on the border of not, you know, the only reason I watched today is because we were recording the pod. And, and obviously, Connor, you didn't really watch and we, we might cover that <laughs> later. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> shout out to to, to Paul to, to Paul D saying that um, we watch the games so so the fans don't have to. And Connor, I think you took that a little bit too far today. But um, <laughs> look, I think um, my only thought at two o'clock was, am I going to get this table sanded and and waxed before three o'clock? And I made it by the skin of my teeth. So I didn't I didn't know the team news or the team or anything until they they walked out and. The world's most boring man explained it to me on on uh, on comms for on the iFollow, and then it, I was trying to figure it out. But I, I mean, I've no idea how Shares has plucked that that structure, that formation, where he's plucked it from. But but it, it certainly worked. I mean, the back three as individuals <clears throat> and as a unit were absolutely outstanding, and that's not a sentence I've said this year. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably the formation that he's wanted to play this season in terms of the, the back three. That's kind of, at least in the last couple of interviews we've heard from John Sheridan, is what he would have liked to have been playing. But maybe the personnel in the squad hasn't quite worked. But he managed to find a way of kind of having that little bit of security at the back with the three men in, in defence, but then also not being completely useless up front. You know, there was there's still Twine, Payne and Pittman um, offering... Um, a lot of sort of, yeah, interest going forward and uh, Caddis and Thompson sort of getting up the pitch as well. Um, Dan, how did you see it? Um, well, when I first saw the lineup written down, I was trying to scribble away and I sort of had it more of a, a back four with Iandolo left back, Caddis right back, obviously. Um, Thompson more advanced. But yeah, I mean, it took me sort of five, ten minutes to fully appreciate it was... You know, Iandolo is the left centre-half of three. Uh, Odd Mayo uh, to Grant's right. And actually, I don't think it's any coincidence that we used the ball better today um, and were more comfortable in possession because Iandolo, who's naturally you know, a centre-midfielder turned wide player, you know, he's going to be a, a footballer, pure footballer by trade. You've got Odd Mayo, who is actually a canny footballer. He's The way he strides forward... And, you know, you saw that for the second goal. Um, quite marauding at times and hard to stop because he is so powerful and quick. So, And of, and then Granty in the middle, you know, he's always going to look after the ball too. So, no, it's certainly not the lineup I would have picked. Um, I was worried we would miss Grant from centre midfield, but I think the inclusion of Missoulou really gave us some legs and energy in centre midfield. He was very good. Um, but Dan, just on that back, just on that back three, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we were absolutely better on the ball today and progressed the ball through from yeah. the back three into like through the lines, right? But that can't be down to the personnel because Dion Conroy is outstanding at that. Maybe you know he's been in rotten yeah. form the last two or three weeks, but he's outstanding at that. Like Groundy is isn't the sort of player who bangs it long every time because that's in his nature. Surely what's changed is what they're being told to do rather yeah. than the players. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't no, it's fair shout, yeah. It's um, not like we were playing hoof merchants before. I think I think it, maybe it's a bit of both. It maybe it's a bit of both, but there has to be a change of directive as well as a change of, of personnel that's well, meant on, on, that we have stopped going long. Yeah, and what I saw today, there was certainly a change of approach. Um Hundred percent, yeah, and it's just yeah. a combination of those things, isn't it? I mean, because with I, those two AK sitters, was a, AK was a beast, wasn't he? He was. Just, oh yeah, I think I think right centre half is is right of a three for me is probably his best position. Yeah, if, if you if you find if you find a team that, that will play three at the back at this level, I think he he could really grow there. Yeah, and for Ellis Andalo was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, like, he's, he's a good defender, Ellis. He's strong. He's tall. He's very good in the air. Always has been. Um, yeah, it's just it was just nice to actually see us, you know, allow Thompson and Caddis to play like wingers because you had Mister Lou and Palmer as your insurance. Um, it just suited. It just suited us. Like I can't believe it. Having seen that lineup at two p.m., that it's worked out as well as it has. Um, and if that's what they've worked on in the week, then fair play. It was modern progressive yeah. football, wasn't it? I mean, it was. Yeah. Let's 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 not get carried away, right? But it was a little bit. It was a little bit sort of Chris Wilder in his pomp, 
you know that sort of structure in terms of in terms of having two wide centre halves who are very comfortable on the ball, giving the license to bomb on, having two sort of wing backs that are more defensive than attacking and can drop in if the other one's gone or whatever. It was it was very very flexible modern progressive football, which is so 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 far removed from what we've seen under John Sheridan to this point. Yes, yeah, an interesting point. Um, it was it, we we kept the ball at some point. We did keep the ball. It was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I could have just said because we haven't touched on it yet, but Payne in particular and Twine were superb. Um, that's the reason why that solid base was built upon. It's because um, the way they played between uh, Fleetwood's defence and midfield just gave them no end of issues. And they're two really hard guys to get hold of. Um, so, yeah, that you could sort of see if we were to actually now stick with this, forget about what the opposition are doing. If we actually stuck with this, you know, from where we sit at top of the mini league, why not stay up? <laughs> But true to form, something he's going to change something for Tuesday night. But just yeah, please build on this, Shez. Please, if you've got to be here, just build on it. Yeah, it, it is. It's a building block. And before we go into the game, let's head off the accusations. I wasn't watching the game at the past. I was definitely watching the game, but what I kind of? of hedged my. <laughs> no, um, I just kind of hedged my bets at the start of the game by sort of having a few things on in the background with the game, so that. If they'd absolutely stunk out the afternoon, then I could have uh, still enjoyed myself. But by the end, I was uh, definitely enjoying myself a lot more. But uh, yeah, ten pound well spent for the for, for the first time in a while, I have to say. Well done, Connor. Yeah, just a very canny spender of ten pounds there, um, guys. I, I I mean, if I was to read the script of the game, early goal, um, and then missing a really really guilt edge chance and then scoring a very very lucky chance sort of moments later I would have thought that Swindon are on the receiving end but somehow we were the ones doing it so five minutes in and we we're actually a goal up like how does that happen Terry? I actually don't know like that first half was completely like a parallel universe like that was exactly what happens to us every single week <laughs> so I don't know I mean what a cracking little goal by Twine wasn't it I mean the way that he the, he's so composed, he's just a different level to to. He's just so far above bottom six league one. He's just just mind blowing how far he's come on. I can't get my head around it at all. But um, really nice, really nice sort of build up play again, keeping the ball move. You know, being more deliberate with 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 how we move the ball and um, twine one on one in the box. You're going to back him to get a shot away, aren't you? And if he does that, then you're in trouble. And, well, he's two footed, which finish, helps, though. doesn't it? He can go either way, can't he? That's yeah. go either way. He and he went on. He went out on his left. Um, sorry, he came back in on his left, despite the fact that when he's 30, twenty-five yards out, everybody spends. You know, if you're if you're the opposition manager, you will constantly tell your holding midfielders get him on his left foot if he's twenty-five yards out. But if he's eight yards out, he'll go either way. And 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 if you give him half a yard on his left, he'll finish. And I think the keeper will be a bit disappointed, but. Scott Twine is going to be delighted about really good finish and, and just such a good, comfortable, positive start. And we should have been, we should have added to it, shouldn't we? We should have added to it two, three, four further chances in that first half. And they yeah. really didn't threaten us at all. No. For the first time in my note taking history for this pod, 
we've gone an entire half without me making a note for the opposition. Um, they were just really flat, weren't they? They were so insipid. They were only five points off the playoffs before the game. I was thinking, you know, six match unbeaten run. Obviously, what we came off the back of last week. I was really quite fearful today. But, you know, that Vassal up front, he's just all arms and legs. There's no actual footballer in him. Um, and they didn't give him any service, mind. Um, yeah. Contrast that with Payne and Twine and the work they did. It's... Um, it was just a really, really refreshing first half. And we should, should, being more clinical, have gone in 2 0 up. Yeah, I think Jack Payne probably um, it was, was the standout player on the field in that first 45 minutes, but also was just, he was just Jack Payne, but outstanding. But it was still Jack Payne. And by that, I mean he was brilliant apart from the last pass or apart from the last effort on goal. Um, there was that one where he t- just left their he just left their fullback for dead, didn't he? And, and, yeah. You know he was in, and um, we overplayed it. There was another one where eight eight nine yards out, he's had a really good opportunity to take the shot on his left foot, and he's 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 hesitated, cut back, mm-hmm. and you know it was a bit of a weaker effort. He was absolutely outstanding that first half, apart from that last one yeah. percent, and that that just seems to be the story of his. Um, I, think, um, this, but, I mean, he's 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 a fantastic League One mid-table League One asset. I mean, I I think we 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 should we'd be mad not to keep him around if we stay up. Oh, for sure. Um, and talking about end product, um, I think on on his finishing, yes. Um, but the the ball over the top to Twine for the goal was inch perfect. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll give you that. Just yeah, if he could just add, you know. A bit of finishing, bit isn't more it? Just finishing. finishing composure, then what yeah. a cracking little play. Still only 26 as well, so definitely Swindon. You know, he, he should be pencilled in next year, whether we're in League One or League Two, frankly. Yeah, and he, he does just sort of work really well with Twine as well. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, behind him, you have sort of Missaloo and Palmer that are both quite busy as well. So a number of sort of threats for Fleetwood to deal with, which is... It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think sometimes we've just kept asking the same question again and again, but those four players do just pick up the ball in different areas and do different things. And it is the kind of thing where, you know, if I was in the ground on my seat, I'd be definitely getting off it for some of the things that Payne was doing in the first half because he does just, he just drives forward. It's, he's I really enjoy like watching him run with the ball. But then, mm-hmm. like, like Terry said, like he, he doesn't do a huge amount of it at the end. But, you know, what one of these days, I'm hoping it's going to click in the way that like it kind of did for Keshi Anderson at the end of League Two for us, where for maybe a year and a half, he was very, very good on the ball and a little bit frustrating. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of all came together and he was actually able to score a few goals, get a few assists. I think that's a really interesting comparison, actually. I'd not I'd not picked up on that. I mean, because they're so different physically. You know, Keshi Anderson was, by the time he left us, Keshi was a beast physically, wasn't he? Like, I mean, Jack Payne's never going to do that. But I think, I think, it's an interesting comparison. If God forbid we do drop into League Two and he does stay around, he would he he would be absolutely lethal at League Two level. You'd think, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, he would be a really really outstanding player at that level. But I think he's he's just always on the verge of of, of doing something outstanding. But I mean, fair play to him. First forty five, he was he was by far the best player on the on the park today. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've mentioned Twine as well, but I just want to repeat 
I think Missalute really did give us something we've been missing in the middle of the park, like mobility, strength, just getting a foot in, um, which is what you'd normally count on Anthony Grant for. But yeah, Missalute was good. I, I think hopefully this leads to a little run of games, but he's got international commitments coming up, Connor. When are they? Uh, I don't know why you're asking me, mate. I, I, I don't know when, when that starts. I, I, I believe it's, it's this weekend. It's next weekend, Tuesday. isn't it? Okay. Yeah, I, I believe the, the week starts after this, doesn't uh, it? So correct. I don't yeah. think he'll be available for Tuesday. Which oh, is, that's annoying. Shame after we've, we've found a team that works and uh, we're going to at least have to replace one player in there. Um, well, conceivably, you could play Conroy in that sort of middle of the three. Unless... No, don't do it. <laughs> well, you could. Don't. Don't change, don't change the back but, three. Don't change the back three. Put Conroy midfield. It'll be all that. Yeah. Peak, peak but, December. But I just times. think Missalou has just got more in the tank. He covers the ground quicker, and he reads the game better. He, he I think, what he does that I really like is he uses his body really well. So there'll yeah, be a loose ball, and he'll just kind of get his. Yeah, it's not even maybe necessarily to do with strength, but he will just sort of turn around so that he kind of blocks the the path for the the opposition player and even if he doesn't get the ball himself he kind of breaks up the play in that way so he, he did it against Portsmouth in with, with what was his probably best game for us until this uh and yeah did it again today question um, um I, we're, yeah. obviously we're bombing around a little bit but as these things crop up let, let's talk about them if Chris if Missalou is off on international duty and not available for Tuesday why would you take him off good point you bring Leiden on and Leiden's injured. Like Leiden was just going to replace him on Tuesday. Now what do we do? Bit frustrating. That's more on Leiden being made of crackers, to be honest. Potentially. Which yeah. is which is a known quantity though, so I guess yeah. you have to, to manage. Yeah, you could have you could have you could have mitigated that risk. That that seemed a little bit a little bit uh It wasn't the sub given, to make, was it? I, I given you're gonna I mean, pack Missile off. I guess it depends on what Miss Lou's fitness numbers are, though. He's not played a huge amount of football recently. We don't know what the reasons for that is. It could be that he genuinely is that far behind the other players in terms of fitness that he can only play 70. Um, I don't know. That That's very much playing devil's advocate, but it, mm. there could be a very good reason beyond resting him for the international break. That we <laughs> Just resting him for Congo. We've got to get that Swindon representation on the international break. It's nice Absolutely. to see... Uh, Nice to see him playing for DR Congo. Um, I mean, I, I think the, the thing that really impressed me about the first half, more so than just the fact that we were 1-0 up and looked comfortable, is that, you know, territorially we sort of controlled the game. We kept the ball reasonably. I think Fleet would have had a bit more of the ball, but, never, but when we actually had the ball, it didn't look like we were just going to punt it long and just give the ball away straight away. And that's, I think that's been the main frustration with a lot of these away games where, you know, for example, against Lincoln, we actually played, we kept the ball well and progressed it and got a result. Uh, and then you go to, you know, maybe Sunderland where kind of saw what they were doing, but we didn't keep the ball very well. And then subsequent ones like Accrington, where we've not kept it uh, at all. It's, it's, it's just nice to kind of see us pulling the strings, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah to, to, to be involved in the game as, as two equal, equally capable teams playing the same sport and we've not been able to say that for many away games recently we just turn over possession again and again and again and again and we didn't do that today we didn't do that today for multiple reasons but um, just a change in approach I mean I don't know what's caused it I don't know whether John Sheridan's had an epiphany or 
<laughs> the tombolas bat out that back three and that's the only way to play with that back three. Who knows? But just just don't go back now. Yeah. Don't go back. And on reflection, Terry, I, I actually agree with you now. Leave Grant where he is. Just replace Miss Lou in the middle of the park. With Lydon injured, who's whole... that going to be? It's going to be Payne, probably, isn't it? Going back there? Yeah, you, you yeah. put Payne and then there. switch Garrick into sort of the similar role as Payne played today. I suppose, or yeah. if you want to keep Payne where he is, then I guess Conroy can probably fill in that role. Is there any other midfielders in the squad? Um, You're not going to use Joel Grant that far back, are you? That would very much be the square peg in a round hole. Um, we, we know we know Payne can do it. I think you just drop him in and, yeah. and you play either you play either Garrick or Hope in that in that wide wide attacking role. It's a shame for Payne though, because he, you know, he would be the one, you know, being slightly sacrificed there. But you know, he's going to do a serviceable job as he showed at Lincoln at uh, Sunderland. He's done it and he's done it quite well. Hello, I'm Anthony Grant, and you're listening to the Loathed Strangers podcast. Proudly sponsored by the STFC Official Supporters Club. Come on, Swindon! <laughs> um, if I, it can't, at this point, feels a bit weird to kind of go into refereeing. Um, but th- there were a few points where Fleetwood's midfielder Finley w- was sort of treading a very sort of careful line where that probably should have seen red for one of his tackles and then was very much getting stuck into a, to our counter-attacks as well. Um, Terry, I know that you were quite you, you had quite a strong opinion on the on, on the tackle on Grant. How has he not been sent off for this? And uh, do you know, my frustration with this is that it's not the first time this season we've seen it. I swear we have been on the end of a a very very lax decision in these one-off tackles six or seven times this season. I don't get it. I don't get it. how is that not a red card over the ball, straight legged. It's reckless, it's dangerous, and it lacks control. It ticks every box of a red card. It's just a dreadful challenge. The fact that he then got up, fouled someone else a minute later, um, I think it was Missaloo, five minutes later, he's then pulled Scott Twine's shirt from behind and pulled him over. He's still trotting around on the pitch. Like, what's going on? Like, It's so frustrating. It seems to be week after week, we just seem to be on the end of these individual moments where the referee just lets the other team get away with just clear, obvious straight red offences. Yeah, I mean, I guess, Dan, the other kind of way you could come at this is that at least with this ref, he was kind of consistent in that he let those things go pretty much the entire game. I can't think of one instance where he kind of went against the general run of play and actually blew a foul early. It, it, it did seem like he let a lot go yes, uh, on, on Saturday. Um well, yeah, I'm going to be slightly contrary to Terry. I, I I don't want to live in a world where that's a red card every time. I think it's a it's a yellow. It was clumsy more than lethal. Um, agree though. The sort of two fouls after that probably should have had the totting up effect um, of being another yellow for Finley. Was it? Um, what frustrates me is that. And this is a wider point, right? But the punishment that Finley got for that tackle, which should we just agree it's an orange card? Maybe it's a yeah, yeah, orange is yellow. It's a, it's a bad yellow card. On a lucky day, you get away. But on a on a on a on a rough day, or a slightly different reaction from the player, fouled, it's a red. But he got the same punishment as Scott Twine got for being pushed over. 
Agreed. <laughs> like, what's that? What's that about? Like, or if you go back to the referee... Rob Hunt red card <sighs> the other week. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then you've got Jordan Lydon, who who was just kicked in in the air and then had his face stamped on last week. Um, it's just it just week after week we don't seem to be getting these calls. In the first half of the season, it was penalties, wasn't it? We just yeah. I, I swear, for about four weeks in a row, we had a stonewall penalty just not given. Peterborough away being being the most obvious one. Um, Sunderland just, at home on pain as well. Yeah Sunderland. yeah, Sunderland at home as well. It's just then it was penalties. In the last four or five weeks, it just seems to be red cards. People seem to be getting away with a lot against us, and it's frustrating. And then Scott Twine just gets booked every week for the most. He does point, trot the line pointless. very closely, though, yeah. Twine. He's always yeah, I mean, he's, in the rest of house, right? His mentality, <laughs> his mentality, uh, for me, I love it. That's what I want from my players. Yeah. I want my players to be arrogant. Oh, yeah. I want my players to have that mentality. With you Twine, know, is an interesting one, I think, because he, I think he reacts in the way that like a senior player would get away with not getting a card for. I think because he's like the young lad that, you know, maybe the, the tone of voice to the ref comes across as maybe a bit whiny or something. Maybe yeah. that is seen in a different way to like if Paul Caddis is in the referee's ear. In or the end, Grant it's probably the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if he's if he's doing it in a bit more of an exasperated tone than, you know, the way that Caddis or Grant would do, then it's probably received differently by the referee. So, you know, we need to we need to hope that voice goes down a couple of octaves as he, as he progresses <laughs> through his flip, career. Flip and, side, uh, the flip side of that, though, I think it's what has become clear since he's come back um, from his loan spell and become our most important player is that he is a marked man at this level, isn't he? I mean, yeah. every week he's getting kicked to shit. He is but he loves that because he wins free kicks. Of course he does. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah, he loves it. He's just but got he's that edge man, now. Sure. He's got that edge which top players have. He just, he wants to niggle away at people. He's always looking, you know, it's cheating, but, you know, we'll call it gamesmanship, you know, falling over at appropriate times, um, staying down. And frankly, that's what that loan spell at Newport, you know, has, it's shaped Twine, you know. He's gone away, he's played proper football and, um, you know, here we are. We've we've now got a proper, proper asset. Dare I say, Charlton bought the wrong, the wrong one? Although DJ scored today. Well done, DJ. Thanks yeah, for that. Big goal for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shall we go on to the second half? Yes, um, let's. I, I yes, was let's. expecting a reaction from Fleetwood in the second half that didn't really come. You know, they had that chance that Garner sort of hit into the inside of the post, which was the kind of huge let-off that we have not received at all this season. And in what felt like moments later, but I think I checked the clock and it was about six, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Twine, go, you know, is on the end of another huge breaking luck, if we put it that way, in the, in, in the sense that a pain, quite limp shot, is just deflected straight to him. He's in acres of space. And uh, can just pick out the bottom of the net, and you know the Fleetwood defenders at this goal just like literally gave up. Like no one tries to close him down. It's really funny. What's bizarre with that with that second goal um, is that actually, if you watch it back, Payne should never be shooting. He should be slipping Twine in. Twine makes a great yeah. run, and that's why when the ball breaks to him inadvertently, he's in acres. But actually, he should have just been slipped in. <laughs> who cares how he, who, who cares how he got there? Fine had the freedom of uh, freedom of Blackpool, didn't he, to to just tuck that in and and what a finish! I mean, there's not there's not heaps of 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 of, 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 of space there between the keeper and, and that that far post, so he's got it dead on. I think um, the let off where they've hit the post sort of came at the end of their best spell of the game, didn't it? 
Um, yeah, Grant, he got sucked way too high up the pitch. He did. Tried a pass he? that just wasn't yeah. on. I think that's the, the midfielder in him. A um, couple of times he, he sort of went careering forward right up the arse of um, the man he was marking. But, you know, he's a midfielder by trade. That's going to happen, right? His general play was absolutely spot on between the two young lads. Um, I've always I've always said this. So it's on record with this podcast. I think Grant is a fine central defender. <laughs> it's just that he's a much better centre midfielder. <laughs> um, you could play him there every week next season, and he would do you a fine job, Anthony Grant. Yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing is that when I was watching it actually in real life time, I was just kind of thinking that is a good bit of play by Fleetwood. If you look, if you listen to the post match with John Sheridan, he sort of highlighted that the the two kind of opportunities where Fleetwood actually did have a chance today were very similar to the kind of mistakes we've been making all season. Um, but that everything looks all right when you get a good result. So am I just uh, literally just because it didn't go in? Am I just not criticizing the players? Um, or is it, I think on this occasion. I think on this occasion, Shez has got you there. Um, yeah. I think Grant Grant gives Grant as our centre half is way too far at the pitch and gives the ball away in a really bad area. Um, and they break they break on us, and you you've got them you've got them breaking two on two against AK and and Iandolo. And it's no wonder he got he got himself into a position to get a good shot off. Um, yeah. We just got away with it. We just got away with it. It's, Let's it's just face one it, of them. you need you need you need a break. If that goes in, we're all sat here bemoaning Anthony Grant running off like headless chicken, right? And it would have been a completely undeserved 1-1 and it would have been so typical of this season. So lovely for them to miss and then it to come straight back off the post into the path of camp, uh, which meant Vassal didn't have a tap in. But I was actually a little bit frustrated in that first 10 or 15 of the second half. I thought we were too passive. We mm. weren't hurting them we weren't trying to hurt them in the way that we did in the first half and um literally the first time that Odomeo went striding beyond the halfway line slips it into pain plain block shot twine two nil so it, it reminded me of god where was it Ipswich you know that start of the second half at Ipswich oh yeah after going in one nil up we were far too meh we were just letting the game happen whereas once we finally started playing again at Ipswich, we scored two goals. And once we started playing again today, you know, we scored the goal and then carried on looking fairly dangerous. So please play, Swindon. I think it's very much a thing of they were trying to see the game out from halftime onwards. And it's dangerous, that, though. That opportunity woke us up without us actually having to concede a goal. So we we woke up and then tried to do something again, did something, and then you tune it up on the hour mark. And the game is yours unless you're going to throw in a few disasters which you know we are we, we can definitely do you know <laughs> at that point we weren't home and hose but you know if, if you're two nil up you should be yeah and I think I think the Ipswich comparison is a really good thing but a really good one because like yeah like you say sometimes I think it is just the natural thing like they're, they're probably not being told go out and defend this one nil lead for the rest of the second half but it that was the first the time Odomeo got beyond the halfway line in the second half that's a conscious yeah. thing First half, he was striding forward regularly. Well, and I don't know if I, I, I sometimes think it, it is just the thing of like subconsciously you just drop those, you know, five, ten yards that, you know, if you're if you're nil nil or. Yeah, yeah. I'll take your point. But... So it's, I don't know if it's like instructed or if it's just one of those think... things that it just happens because of the game state. The other thing to point out with anything like this is that 
is in any sort of discussion around football and and a, and a team and how they're playing. You're not playing cones. Like there is another team that is affecting the game. And Fleetwood had their best spell of the game that first first ten minutes of the second half. They they I guarantee have been given an almighty bollocking, an almighty bollocking. And this are a side that are in good form. Haven't conceded in five. Haven't haven't lost in six. That first half would have been completely, completely a bolt from the blue for their lot. So I think it's understandable that first ten of the second half, any any sort of sensible manager is going to say they're going to come flying at us. Let's just be a bit more. Let's be sensible here. And I, I don't think that means you have to be you have to be turning over possession, but maybe that does mean your 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 right centre half doesn't bomb forward as much. Who knows? I just, I just I, it's not it's just it's not. Um, it's not binary, is it? I guess is my, is my uh, point. But they, the point they they, they had an, a good opening spell for that second. Yeah, but the point with this team under Sheridan, the few times that we have tried to play and the approach has been broadly positive, the outcomes haven't been that bad. Lincoln away, Ipswich away today. I just I want to see them keep the ball. That's that's the best way of stopping the opposition attacking is to have the ball yourself. I know it's cliche and yeah. obvious <laughs> but yeah I think this team is built to play football it's not built to bomb it up to Pittman and we've got plenty of evidence of that yeah and and to be fair I think if, if we come on to sort of the closing stages I genuinely from about the 70th minute on didn't feel oh, like Fleetwood were going to score so which comfortable. is bizarre I mean watching a Swindon team I mean I know that we have the new keeper bonus where we've won five of the seven games where we've given a debut to a goalkeeper this season, which in itself is bizarre given the way that the season has gone. But yeah, like, you know, third clean sheet of the season. And I don't think really Camp had a huge amount to do. You probably just having a chat with the defenders, really, Terry. Yeah, I mean, some, someone someone asked me how, how Camp looked. Um, just I said, he hasn't had anything to do. Like, <laughs> um, he, he looks... He looked. He looked in control throughout. He looked a, a little bit slow off his line a couple of times. I thought. Um, don't love it. Don't love his punching under the high ball first half, but second half he came and made a couple of really good claims. Uh, he just looked in complete control. He, but he wasn't tested, so who knows? Yeah, that's what um, you'd expect. It from was a really with five hundred games, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was to just feel really his way back in. Bizarre to 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 not feel. Stressed, yeah, in that really enjoyable. And I mean, Sheridan in his post match said that it was the best performance uh, since he took over. Do you guys agree? Yes, mm. Ipswich was more fun, I'd say. But then, Ipswich individual was more fun goals because, because Scott Twine scored one yeah. of the best goals I've but no, probably seen. the most complete performance, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I'd agree with that. Um, so, I mean, I guess, where does this result leave us? You know, we, we said at the start that potentially this is a nice bit of high GSM paper over a, a very <laughs> rotten and cracked wall. Um, are we able to sort of attack League One now and sort of just try and get enough points to stay up? Or is it still going to be a difficult one given the games that we've got? You know, a lot of away games between now and the end of the season. Terry, four wins. We need. We, I think we all agreed before we started recording that four wins gives us an almighty chance of staying up. Four from ten. Mm-hmm. Um, our fixture list is 
bizarrely unbalanced in so much that we've got a lot of our fellow horror shows away from home. And then our home fixtures are really tough, really tough. So, no, I can't call it. I, can't, I mean, I, I fancied us to nick something last week. I fancied us to get beat, to, to get beat comfortably today. I just, I just have no idea. There is no consistency in this league for anybody and certainly not for us. So, honestly, I, the, the fact that we're sat here on 34 points, or whatever it is, 34. Yeah, it's very cool. We're sat here on 34 points and we're, and we're 19th, which means there are five teams beneath us goes to show that these teams are awful, awful, awful teams, as are we. So, you know, what? Like, why, why can't we win against Rovers on Tuesday? They are as bad as we are. We are not, by miles, the worst team in this league. Otherwise, we'd be bottom by miles. We're not. We know we're terrible, but there are five other terrible teams. So... Honestly, I'm not, I can't call it. We've got to, We've got to get four wins from somewhere, um, and those away games against Rochdale, Rovers, Wigan, and Wimbledon are just huge, aren't they? Absolutely huge. I think it's probably it's probably very Swindon like to not win any of those, but to to win at MK Dons, to beat Blackpool at home, beat beat Ipswich at home. Um, but ultimately, I don't care where they come from, and I don't really care how they happen. As, as Dan said, it's easier to rebuild this club over the summer in League One than it is in League Two. Um, it's when fans are backing grounds at the start of next season, we want to be getting eight, nine, ten, eleven thousand because of the huge away followings that that, that half the, the half the clubs at this level bring, as as opposed to scrabbling around on five and a half because we've got no season ticket holders and Harrogate have bought thirty fans. Like we don't want <laughs> that. We don't want that. Like it's easier to rebuild this, and this club does need a rebuild, top to bottom. We all agree. It's much easier to do it in League One. We're going to attract a better manager. We're going to attract better players. We're going to have significantly more money available to us to to do that. So by hook or by crook, we've got to stay up. We've got to find four wins from somewhere, and I, I don't care how they happen. Dan, I'll let you have the final word. Have we have we got something to build on now? Oh. Yeah, isn't it funny how much can change in four hours? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in a sense, given our league position and the games to come away from home, it is in our hands. Positive result against Bristol Rovers, positive result against Rochdale, positive result against Wimbledon. That leaves you looking for a win from somewhere else, and that's entirely possible. I just, what I would love to see is for us to, as we have done today, and as we did at Lincoln, and as we did at Ipswich, I want to see us not necessarily go down blazing. We don't have to be reckless. We weren't reckless today. But just or, be positive. We weren't, and, we weren't yeah, reckless at Lincoln. Active. Just be, yeah, proactive, like play, attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But we've got some players there. and How many, how many, Dan, how many times this year have we said games happen to us? We don't, we don't yeah. partake in them. They happen to us. We're so that's what happened to Fleetwood today. Time. We're so passive. Like not like eighty percent of the games this year, we've been really just they, the games have just happened around us. Whereas today, we were an active part of that game. Like we've taken our chances, we've scored two really nice goals, two really good finishes. We're, but we're in the game. We're playing the same sport. We're 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 active and we're yeah. proactive. We just we that that's that's 
the minimum requirement from this point is is to do that. And too often we haven't been we have just yeah. haven't been doing that. Yeah, nice note to end on. Let's uh, let's hope that Tuesday brings uh, better things and a few more points um, in the bank. If we go on to the man of the match, I think there's you know probably two schools of thought here. Um, a, a lot of players that stood out positively, um, but you, I guess you can either go for the guy with the two goals, or you can go for the the defending defensive players coming in and shoring us up. Um, down which side of the fence do you come down on? Um, well, as I like to do, I'm going to give some honourable mentions. I think Iandolo and Odomeo, you know, excellent returns to the team helped add to our footballing ability out of defence. And actually, their defending was pretty spot on too. So I think they're in probably third or fourth place. Miss Lou, as I've touched on, you know, that was a seven, seven and a half out of ten performance. But yeah, twine or pain, twine or pain, two goals or two assists, what do you want? I'm inclined to go for... Oh, Payne, because he was very, very good. I think describing the second one as an assist is incredibly... Well, the goal doesn't happen without him having that shot, Connor, does it? It's an assist. I'd tell you what, if that had happened in the pre- in the Prem, that would have been all manner of discussion in my fantasy football group. Um, <laughs> it's not an assist for me, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Payne, um, yeah, I'm going to... I think Jack Payne was outstanding first half. Um a little less influential second. Obviously, Scott Twine, two very, very good goals. Um, I think AK was a beast at times. But but I'm gonna, I, look, people who know me, this won't come as a surprise. I've got a massive soft spot for Alessio Andalo. And, and if, if there's any opportunity to give him a man of match, I'm going to give it to him. So, <laughs> um, I, I think he was faultless. I think he was absolutely faultless today. I think... He's just so underrated in terms of his aerial ability, his his defensive ability. Um, He's completely different. I think think half our our fans just still see him as this 19-year-old kid who we can't decide whether he's a left winger or a number 10. And, you know, five five managers in a row have said he's a left back. Um, So let's just consider him a left back and accept the fact that he is actually physically very good he's good in the air um and he defensively he was outstanding today so yeah there you go yeah nothing very very good shout for Iandolo very good shout for Payne as well Dan I I I just have to give it to Twine I think you know without him making those finishes where we wouldn't have won the game um and it is just such a joy to see how he's just kind of emerged over the last year or so and uh Five goals in 15 games or something like that since he came back from Newport on loan. Five in 12 starts. Yeah, not to be sniffed at at all, is it? And, you know, alongside the goals that Pittman scored recently, if we stay up, it's on on the back of those, really, isn't it? He is is just another level now, isn't he? I mean, he's... Mm. His mentality, his ability, his influence on games, his goal scoring record, bearing in mind he's not a four, he's not a striker, certainly not a striker. I'm not even sure I'd call him a forward sometimes. His mentality and his influence on the games is huge. He's so far above this level. The thing I can't get my head around with Twine is how how quickly it's happened. Yeah. It, were we sleeping on his quality for, for the last, like, why did why wasn't he getting a sniff last year? Or has he genuinely gone from Conference South to Championship level in in, in 12 months? 
I don't I don't know the answer to that, and, and I guess no one ever will because he didn't get a sniff last year. But how how was he not at least pushing for a for for an active part in the League Two squad under Wellens? And then for me, he's he, he, if I was if I'm advising Scott Twine, he he is a Championship footballer next year in terms of like he he will have interest in that level and he should he should take it he should remove the emotion and he should go and go and uh, go and better himself because I think he's just so far above the level we are at the moment. The emotion in me says he should sign a five year deal <laughs> so just for balance. Um, only only because they only so we can get a bit of catch when we flog him. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He, he, he's he's definitely destined for well, hopefully, big things for him. You know, more QPRs and Zers, as Dave says. That's 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 big things, man. Um, it's big money. <laughs> so um, so Rich gets the deciding vote, does he, for the spreadsheet? Um. Well, I've seen Rich's deciding vote. What I'm going to do is wait to see what the listeners say. Crazy. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to I'm going to wait to see what the what the listeners say. Uh, and um, you know, if if Scotch Wine gets the um, the listeners man of the match, then uh, we can give it to Iandolo. If Iandolo gets the listeners man of the match, which I think he might, because you know, as I saw them coming through before we recorded, um, lots of mentions of him. Then then we can give it to Twine and we can have a, a split vote. But let's just let's just see how it goes. Um, so listeners, correspondence. First of all, we've got Ben Nichols. Better, much better. When are them from the uh, from? Uh, the hoping caught them on back foot. See what happens when you go into games with a positive attitude. Let's hope clean sheets are like buses. Um, James Leggett didn't watch, only listened to the last 15 minutes, so no man of the match nomination from me. James, I need some help, man. Uh, but we won, yay. Uh, if we name rename ourselves Swindon Twine, do you reckon he'd stay? Uh, Stevie, Anthony Grant, man of the match for me. He kept it tidy at the back and passed it about. Honourable mention to Lee Camp, he looked assured today. Uh, Paul Manning, Payne was heading for man of the match at half time, but dropped off second half. Grant gets man of the match for overall performance. Iandolo deserves a shout also. Bizarre selection that worked, so kudos for that, but need to do it again and more consistently for the rest of the season. Have my doubts that we will. Uh, Josh Phelps, uh, John Sheridan, um, 11.25 to 26. G shares said to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe in this? Oh, and Iandolo, man of the match. Uh, Jose, uh, man of the match, Odomeo. Every game he plays, he settles in even more. Needs a place in the team every week. Thoughts, insert positive thoughts here, but will not as half Rovers on Tuesday, and I'm scared. Uh, Neil Hussey, Iandolo and Granty, simply outstanding. Payne, full of running and intent. Odomeo, solid. Twine, providing quality in the big moments. Just goes to show, if you play higher up with intent and pass the ball, you get better outcomes. Jason Spacey, best £10 of the season. I'm now halfway between resignation and hope. When I saw the lineup, I was halfway between desolation and the fetal position. It's a funny old game. Um, Hanra Hanra, Anthony Grant. For me, today was all about the spine. Grant leading from the rear at centre-back. Been calling for that all bloody season. Miss Lou powering down the middle. Twininho, Payne, Sparky and Campy cool and authoritative in nets. Concern with Lydon Croft and Miss Lou off on international duty. Rich uh, sends in proud dad moment as my baby boy filled his nappy just as Garner was somehow hitting the post. Football allegiance confirmed. Um, beautiful. 
uh, King Fu. Uh, genuinely enjoyed watching that for the first time in a long time. Great team effort. Fort Payne was exceptional throughout, and Twine continues to shine. He has to be man of the match with a brace to top off another great performance from him. Powerhouse Beef, Twine man of the match, and basically special mentions for all players, including Mr. Lou. I don't care who we are playing. Play like that, and we will stay up. You Reds. Be nice to hear a positive podcast for a change. No pinball football analogies. Um, Max Springer, Twine or Andalo for man of the match for me. Uh, not going to get too overexcited as we can easily drop back to 24 for one loss, but good signs today. Uh, Wardies, best performance in weeks. Grant man of the match, immense at the back, saw threats before they arose and snuffed them out. Let's just hope it's not our one good performance in five. Um, Ian, like many, I didn't watch the game, so of course we won. Sheridan, two-year deal incoming. Uh, James Peacock, much improved, looked solid and carried enough threat to keep them occupied until we went two up. Um, good performances across the board but man of the match has to go to twine a few more like that and we might just have a fighting chance big mention to the back three slash five um gary johnson best performance of the season professional and manage the game for fleetwood rapport need to win on tuesday evening need back-to-back wins don't think any player had a bad game twine on the match but shout out to anthony grant Odomeo and Payne. rob bowden didn't watch, didn't take much notice of the game throughout, but I did notice a new keeper resulting in another win. Can we get a new keeper every week and see what happens? Every time I think we're done for, we pick something up. A win on Tuesday really would put us in business. Uh, Jack Tanner, do I let myself to be drawn in again in believing we might actually stay up? I think the, the answer is hopefully yes. 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 It's the hope that will kill us. In the end, uh, Neil McLaughlin uh, looked very confident today, played as a unit, looked good, twined the obvious man of the match, but I'd give it to the whole team today. Jamie Townsend, I thought uh, Odomeo, Miss Lou, Campaign, and Twine were all class today. Man of the match, Twine, because he got the goals, I guess. Paul, whisper it, Town played well and deserved the win. Man of the match, could have been any of them, but have to plump for Golden Ball, Super Scotty Twine. I end low, uh, no, sorry. Mark Woodward, Iandolo and Odomeo, joint man of the match, both outstanding in unfamiliar positions and expertly guided through the game by Grant and Camp. Amazing what happens when you have a couple of adults in the room. Uh, Stephen PC, good result and performance, but now I need to follow that up on Tuesday. Grant Khan assured at the back, but Twine was my man of the match. With Sheridan right about the defence. Stuart Archer, great win. I didn't watch it this week, so man of the match is me. <laughs> Uh, Simon Maslin, so glad I sent Shezza the message in the week to stay and to play attacking football for the rest of the season. Let's keep this going and hopefully after a terrible season on and off the pitch, we can end with some pleasing results and hopefully League One status. And uh, I think that's just going towards Grant, isn't it? So that's that's ruined my hope that uh, if yeah. I end low one listeners man of the match, then we can give it to, to Twine. Um, Hey, look, you've got, you got to play the game, right? Rich is shout is uh, Twine, and I think I think we just got to go with it. Just because I've got a weird soft spot for a, a 23-year-old man doesn't mean that it should. <laughs> it should affect the spreadsheet. The spreadsheet should remain clean. The spreadsheet is full of smut. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how to really sort of go on from that, but um, Tuesday night, Bristol Rovers away. It, it's going to be probably... The biggest game until the next biggest game, isn't it, Dan? Yes, very true. Um, they're a curious, curious case, Bristol Rovers, aren't they? Obviously, change manager, brought in high-profile manager, haven't yet pulled themselves clear. If they were to lose to us, I should imagine they'd be feeling very glum. Um, I think it's one of them. There is more pressure on Bristol Rovers on Tuesday evening, being the... Uh, the home team. I just, I just want to see us play with this same refreshing approach, please. And then whatever happens, happens. 
we might lose, we we might draw, we might win. Who knows? Yeah, I think Dan's right. I think the pressure's on them, and and you, who knows how they're going to react to that. I think we've got to remain calm. We've got to remain true to the sort of value that that, that we've shown today. Um, I can't call it. I can't. If you offered me a point, I'd take it. I think it's important. It's important they don't win. But we can't play in that manner, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't want mm. us to go there and play for a point. But if someone offered us a point, I'd snap your hands off. Yeah, I just want it to be Wednesday morning so I can get that out of the way and just not think about it ever again. And yeah, if anything, the painful legacy of the Fleetwood game is going to be that I'm now you know, back in the game. I'm, I'm ready to <laughs> suffer again. Which uh, in in like you know doubtlessly will we're, we're going to suffer at some point in, in the final ten games. But um, yeah, if you'd have told me at three pm that um, I, yeah I, I was actually nervous for Bristol Rovers rather than sort of just resigned, um, you know, I don't know how I'd have, re- I'd, I'd have thought you were talking absolute nonsense. But here we are. Football is <laughs> as uh, we received in our correspondence a funny old game. Certainly is Connor. Any final thoughts before we uh, call it an evening? No, that was the final thought, and now and now you've sort of gone beyond it, and I don't know how you're going to fix this in edit. Just just <laughs> go back and edit it and cut it there. That was this that is was the problem. <laughs> the problem when you've got a host that lacks the gravitas to end a podcast is. Uh... Do you want? I, I tell you what. I tell you what. Cut. Football's a funny old game. <laughs> there you go. Very sage words there, Terry. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, both of you, for joining me. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, everyone. Have a good evening, guys. Take care. Yeah, have a good evening. And we'll be back on Tuesday to uh, chew over whatever has happened against Bristol Rovers. I'm sure it won't be dull. The Low Strangers is a Swindon Town podcast proudly sponsored by the STFC Official Supporters Club. The music was created by the great Matthew Kilford and the artwork was designed expertly by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on.